everybody, thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. This is Dave Hodges, and you're listening to The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And in this hour, we're brought to you by two sponsors that complement each other. Listen to me. I hope you don't wait until it's too late. Right now, there are planned food shortages for America, and I am not giving you hyperbole. I've written about it. I've had uh, podcasts I've done about it. You need to check these out, folks, because I'm well documented. 17 meatpacking plants are closed, and more are planned. And right now, if you're not collecting food on a daily basis, both from your grocery store and long-term storage food, you're making a mistake. And we can help you with the food on our end from MPS. <coughs> Restaurant quality food, 25-year shelf life, and the prices have not budged one iota since before the crisis. Go to preparewithdave.com. And complementing that, if you need food, you also will need water. And uh, in the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death. According to the Naval War College, you'll find standing water. You'll find swimming pools, lakes, streams, but you may not be able to drink it safely. But if you have the Alexa Pure Water Pro filter, you will be able to. And the research at waterwithdave.com shows you a comparison between this product and its competitors. And it comes out as number one. And they're offering their product for an unheard of 40% off. So you've got preparewithdave.com for the food waterwithdave.com for the water and now we have steve quail and he's not well he is a dot com that's his website stevequail.com and steve has a really important upcoming conference we're going to talk about but i contacted steve about a week ago because i had talked to pastor sam Arnold, and sam was talking to me about the nephilim and genesis and uh and i was so fascinated by it i sent steve a one sentence question i said are they walking among us and steve said absolutely so I said, can we do an interview on this? So here we have Steve to talk about these entities that are described in the book of Genesis and elsewhere as well. Steve, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Well, thank you, Dave. And I think it's, I, I, I commend you for bringing this up because there's so much misunderstanding with terms and original biblical names in the Old Testament. And I, I just wanna, I'll, I'll set the stage for everybody and then we'll go into the interview if you don't mind. Sure. You know? Because again, the Bible specifically talks about the giants uh, being the offspring of fallen angels who came to earth, cohabited with earth women, and produced these mighty men of renown, as they're called in other places in the Old Testament. And in the book of Jude, which is a New Testament, he talks about the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now, there's one-third of the angels fell in heaven. Lucifer took one-third of the angels. This is talking originally about 200 specific fallen angels, and the book of Enoch and the book of Giants, which are Dead Sea Scrolls, both deal with this. Mm -hmm. And Dave, I, I started talking about this publicly almost 35 years ago, writing about it, and obviously, you know, the confusion comes, in my opinion, there's so many people, you know, and well-researched people, but they use a word, I believe, out of place. Nephilim is used twice in the Old Testament. It's used in Genesis 6-4, and it's also used in Numbers 13-33. But after that, the word giants, and they were also known as a dead because they have no resurrection. They're damned, and we could say they're dead and damned. The term goes to Rephaim. And even in the Hebrew, there's the Rapha, which means dead. And one of the scriptures that's very famous is uh, the question is being asked by the prophet Isaiah, 
shall the dead rise to praise thee, and that word literally means shall the Rephaim, and a Rapha literally is the root word, uh, you know, dead. And here, here's a good example, Isaiah 14.9. Hell from beneath is moved for thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead, or the Rapha, for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth, it has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. So again, it's used in Genesis 6-4, the word Nephilim, but after that, it's never used again. And it, it's from the, you know, uh, root word in Hebrew, which is Nepal or Nepal. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Nepal, like, is in the Himalayas. And for oh, the record, the, 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 the word Nepal means, you know, the mountain of the gods. Bhutan, which is in that area, means the garden of the gods. So the thing is, is that the high places are, were once the, if you will, the domain of, of the fallen ones. Now, let me make something clear. The book of Revelation talks about the time when all of the angels that rebelled against God, they're not all on earth yet, but they are coming to earth. And one of the things that I believe the confusion arises from those two terms is people don't understand. The Bible says that there were giants in those days and after those days when the sons of God came in, came unto the daughters of men. They had sex. The first response of Christians is, well, Jesus said in heaven, they're neither given or taken in marriage, but are as the angels in heaven. Yeah, that's in heaven. Because again, the whole idea of Satan mixing and corrupting the human race is to, in his mind, prove Jesus a liar that he's going to out, he's going to destroy every last human being on earth by whatever means so that there's nothing left for God to redeem. Jesus said that if he didn't shorten the days for the elect's sake, uh, there'd be no flesh left alive. That means the creation of Adam. When Noah was put on the ark, his family was the only uh, non-corrupted genetically people on the planet. And, you know, I've seen projections today of how many millions of people were on the planet in those days. So now what the fallen angels did both before the flood of Noah and after the flood of Noah, now they're doing in the laboratory. And there are literally giants in every myth and legend that I have tracked down over 48 years of researching this stuff. Pretty much every what's called the cosmogony or the origin of the cosmos deals with that. Greek mythology, we're aware of the Titans and we're aware of the Olympians. We're aware of supernatural beings, all of the Sumerians that you see, you see these giants in relationship to normal-sized people and they always have wings on them. Well, that's the way that they indicated that these were not earthly creatures and by size also. So, you know, that's a little bit of background because, and, and here's what I'll say and turn it right over to you. I mean, thank you for having me on. This is an introduction, but it's my contention that fallen angels rule the planet. They are able to take on human form and they are able to duplicate people's appearances. And that's why I believe that we see unusual manifestations of certain familiar people. They are not the people we think they are. They are, if you will, a manifestation. We've seen that in all kinds of science fiction movies where you can basically see whatever entity it comes in, it pretends to be something else. So what we're seeing now is the armies of the world searching for giants and stasis. Stasis means suspended animation. 
literally taking their DNA and mixing it with human DNA to come up with super soldiers. So you're saying this is going on today with the armies of the world? Yes, sir, I am. Wow. You know what this reminds me of? Indiana Jones. Absolutely. Especially, especially when you look at, uh, you know, the crystal skulls. And, and you and I were talking off, uh, off before we came on your program about aliens. Now, let me share something. You know, aliens are, in my opinion, the aliens were the genetic offspring of the fallen ones who are trying to create in their, if you will, uh, limited power and the limited realm that they are in now. They were trying to duplicate, and they can't, what God has done. Also, and I need to tell people, when the giants, the mighty men of old, for instance, Goliath, when he died, his spirit became a demon, D-E-M-O-N. And some people need to look this up because I think it's critical. The book of Enoch, it's not on the same uh, uh, level as the Bible, but the early church fathers believed the book of Enoch, which we only have fragments of, which were of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and only partial pieces of it, and also the book of giants. And most Christians have never heard the Book of Giants. It's written at the same time by the same people who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls. And it lays this out in detail. So when I say the Book of Giants, Dave, or the Book of Enoch, I'm only talking about fragments, okay? The elite and, if you will, the Luciferians are in control of a lot of the hidden history and a lot of uh, the books of Enoch. It, it, the history in antiquity claims there were 360 books given to Enoch. He was taken to heaven and he was shown all the mysteries of God and the point being is obviously you should know that number 360 degrees and 360 books and when he came back to earth he began to teach his son and the other ones that would listen but the point is Enoch is one of the only two people in the Old Testament never died he is basically it said he walked with God and was not for God took him doesn't mean he died he just didn't die. The other one was Elijah. And Elijah was taken up into heaven in a flaming chariot. And that's basically the basis of swing low, sweet chariot. So the thing is, in the book of Revelation now, fast forward with me, when the Antichrist shows up, the literal man of sin, the man of perdition, he will be, uh, let's say this, preceded by the false prophet. The false prophet will be a world religious leader and he will be paving the way for the Antichrist to come on the scene after a third world war. And it's my contention we're getting very close to that time. Concurrently with the Antichrist being the man of peace. And by the way, he could be an alien. He could come in a spaceship, you know, and the whole world. That would be like Independence Day. The whole world, the Bible says, goes after him. We could see uh, so many astounding things. And I believe point blank that this contemporary pope who even Catholics, traditional Catholics reject, is so far from the gospel of Jesus Christ that he no longer or ever represented Jesus in any way, shape, or form. So the thing is, if the pope is a forerunner of the false prophet, then you notice, Dave, everything you write about, about a universal ID. Bill Gates has just given the keys to understanding to denying Christians and denying technocrats because he's talking about something that will follow us, that will, in his words, where we won't be able to buy, sell, trade, or even travel without that mark. 
that electronic tattoo that even will change the human genome. The Bible says, and by the way, it has to be taken voluntary, the mark of the beast. When someone accepts the mark of the beast, they're damned. And the reason being is it changes their DNA and they're no longer human. The Bible goes into detail about the plagues that will strike those people, even the point of seeking death and not being able to find it. And so, you know, whether people admit it or just deny it, we are living in times that even the secular press refers to biblical terminology, end of days, you know, Armageddon, biblical plagues like the locust plagues right now even exceed uh, those in Moses' day in Egypt. The next plague is the plague of darkness. And the plague of darkness can be accounted for by light being the even uh, sunlight being bent, if you will, uh, being able through advanced technology and also all of the volcanoes that are ejecting mass, massive amounts of smoke and ash and particles up into the upper atmosphere. And by the way, Dave, that stuff circles the globe. So I, you know, I don't know where people get the three days of darkness. A lot of people talk about that, but the darkness is already upon us. And the fact that social credit scores, if you were to define in contemporary terms the mark of the beast, it will be basically a religious and social credit score. And, and listen, that's the most damnable thing. And I'm sorry that people don't get it. It is a damnation. And this is setting us up for the mark of the beast. When I said it as voluntary or voluntary, you can't be forced to take it because it's a free will situation but Dave when things get really bad and you get hungry you don't have a house over your head because as the groundwork's already laid out for a global vaccine by the World Health Organization and by the vaccinations which I believe are mutagenic meaning they'll change our human genome into something I should say monstergenic the thing is, is that now we're we're dealing, and the the under, other thing is interesting. People don't understand that God in Isaiah thirteen three talks about the giants coming back, and I'll read this in the Septuagint, which is the Greek New Testament. And I'll turn it right over to you because this is really preparatory for people to understand. The vision which Isaiah the son of Amos saw against Babylon, and it's my contention: we are mystery Babylon. People argue with it, but it, you know there are two hundred reasons you can go look it up on the internet. Lift up a standard on the mountain of the plain, exalt the voice to them, beckon with a hand, open the gates, ye rulers. That's talking about the gates of hell. I give command and I bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath, rejoicing at the same time and insulting. So, you know, I think people have got to put the context, into context the words of Jesus, that men's hearts will fail them for looking after these things coming upon the earth. Men's hearts will fail them. Yeah, my heart's going to fail me here, I think, because this stuff is downright scary because the average person has no idea. What is going to trigger the giants coming out and posing a threat? Do you have any idea? I think it will be specifically uh, throughout history, the, the, there's been two sizes of aliens. There have been the grays, you know, little things that look like what everybody shows crossed, uh, crashed in Roswell. But also the Palladians, which are tall, blonde hair, blue-eyed. And interestingly enough, Dave, even the giants around the world that ancient civilizations claim built the pyramids, built their uh, civilization, the, the megalithic and the 
you know, a huge architecture that can't be duplicated even to at this day. They all attributed it to giants. And they giants, when I talk about giants, I'm talking about beings that have been recorded their skulls and their literally exoskeletons uh, 36 feet tall. And that's even coming from the Spanish chroniclers that invaded uh, South America, like Pizarro and stuff. And so, you know, we did our, our DVD, Holocaust of Giants, and I recommend everybody get that because it lays out so much of, 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 if you will, the giant legends. We interviewed everybody from Native American elders to people that worked at the turn of the century for the Catholic Church in Sardinia that were charged with burying the bones if they dug them up during any type of building phase. The thing that's astonishing to me, MIT and some of the, you know, the great, I guess you'd say scientific, whether you agree with it or not, they came up with a process that just as your DNA is a storage mechanism, imagine the bones of these giants and being able to query the bones and the bones themselves, depending on condition, have a genetic memory of the giant, everything the giant saw, everything the giant heard, everything the giant did, and the cumulative effect of that giant's existence. And I posted that story uh, on my website, you know, two years ago. And so the amount of data that's in our DNA is astonishing. And the same thing you can do and query the DNA of these, if you would call, hybrid creatures half angel, half human. You said some things there that really triggered some reactions in me. One of them was uh, um, when you talked about genetic memory. There's two things this triggers for me. One, in my background is a psychology instructor. We, we talk about um, the idea of the collective unconscious. And uh, it's the idea that uh, you have stored memories of everything in the universe, not just yourself. That's your personal unconscious. It's your collective unconscious. And if you're, quote, in the right mind frequency, to use my euphemisms here, you can go forward or backwards in time and know anything. And that speaks to that fact. But let me tell you where it really gets into something that caught my attention. As you know, and we've talked about this before, the um, Stargate show, SG-1, the 10-year series, um, genetic memory, that was the Gaul, the evil creatures in the universe, trying to conquer the universe, and they had genetic memory. Absolutely. And, and um, somebody knew about this when they wrote that, that, that show, I'm telling you. Whoever wrote that show, um, the, uh, you know, the Star, Star, uh, Stargate SG-1, they really understood some of these concepts. Absolutely. And it's my contention and I don't know that people know this, but every Hollywood script pretty much uh, of the science fiction genre and also horror movies were all passed through uh, intelligence agency censors. And a lot of those people, I, you know, it's like the devil. The devil has to tell us what he's going to do before he does it. But people still believe that. If you look at everything, the Star, you know, Star Trek technology... A lot of that, and most people don't understand it, but Gene Roddenberry, you can look it up, was a CIA asset. So Hollywood is giving a preview of that which is to come. And I'll tell you what's interesting, Dave, and this is what I'm presenting this year at Branson. Obviously, it's a live streaming event, and, and we've pre-recorded all of the presentations, but I'm telling you what, people are going to be blown away. It's got the most mind-blowing stuff 
I believe, in any presentation. You were in Branson. Remember when I made the statement, the word normal will never be used again? Yeah, I remember it well. We talked about that here, too. Yeah, and so so now what I'm going to tell people, the substance and the topics that we are going to be presenting, all the different presenters, are going to be tomorrow's headlines in the year 2020 starting. And I don't know why this is. It's almost like the subject matter begins a countdown timer for this stuff. So you're going to see stuff on asteroids. You're going to see stuff on stargates. You're going to see stuff on aliens. You're going to see stuff on... Uh, every kind of phenomenological, there's a word, phenomenological events taking place. People are already emailing me from all over the world, Dave, that are having encounters with strange creatures. And these aren't freaked out people. A lot of them are very devoted Christians. A lot of them are empiric scientists. And they'll start their emails out, look, I'm not a religious man, but I'm believing there's something about this spirit world and so you know this when you're dealing with unnamed experts the last thing that you're going to do is try and expose them and the primary goal is getting the information without putting them in harm's way and so it really uh it really becomes uh important for people listen i tell people every time they listen to me on any talk show you know take it to the lord in prayer but people cannot explain the increasing uh, level of evil, like a social credit score. I've said this, you and I said this on your show together, I don't know what, maybe six months ago, that high technology moved to China, and this is why Bill Gates is talking so nice about China, is because they went to China to set the social credit score up, all the technologies, all the surveillance cameras, all the mind reading stuff, all that, and then they obviously planned to implement it in the United States. And we're seeing that right now as a response to COVID-19, you know, tracking and everything else. And so I, I want people to understand something. Not only does the word normal not apply, but everything that you have known, I have known, we have known, our reality uh, base, uh, our base of reality at best is, if you put your thumb out and you put your trigger finger out, that's let's say what we've normally understood. Then just take them out and look at the room around you you're currently at when you're listening to us, Dave. That's how much greater the information and the visuals and the sounds. People all over the world are hearing strange sounds. Uh, they're not foghorns coming from a, uh, uh, a marina. They're really weird sounds coming from literally the skies all over the world. So we're seeing now, we're seeing so many asteroids and in, in the ancients, and this is stuff I've written about, and I'll just refresh everybody's uh, memory, and the ancients always saw comets and asteroids as portents of coming doom and disaster. That was pretty cool. Remember that the ancients were terrified of the skies. That's why, you know, and I'll be presenting this at Branson, I tracked down over the years I've been doing this, some of the most ancient observatories in the world. Not only ancient observatories, but in the cave paintings of Lascaux, France, also Altamira, Spain, and other places, they used to think, oh, look at this buffalo or this animal. It's just a painting of an animal. It was prehistoric men responding to their environment. Wrong. Some of them are incredibly complex star charts. Lascaux has over 1,500 images, and they all deal with some of the 
uh, star clusters that God talks about in the book of Job. The Pleiades, Arcturus, you know, he talks about this stuff. He's contending with Job. In other words, Job wants to talk to God on, on, on Job's terms, and God say, okay, I'll ask you, but tell me where you were when I did all this stuff. And Job says, I see I've made a mistake, you know. So the point is, is that the ancients were afraid of absolute terror that came from the skies. I quote again in my uh, presentation. By the way, Dave, I had 160 slides in my presentation. For this, For this uh, round of uh, Branson? Yep. And I don't rush through it, but I'm just telling you, I believe God had to compress time because uh, Daniel Holdings did a marvelous job, and it's got a lot of original artwork in it that uh, Greg Semkow did, and you've seen it. It's the, some of the best uh, concept art I believe I've ever seen. So the point I think that is really, really uh, telling and compelling right now is Jesus talked about signs of the star, the uh, sun, moon, and stars. Again, quoting men's hearts failing them for looking after those things coming up UP on the earth. We're, we're told, Dave, it's coming at all directions. And when men's hearts fail them for fear, I mean, we're going to see massive amounts of heart attacks because, in essence, some of this stuff is so beyond the realm of embracing with a standard mindset. It, it, to use the term of colloquialism, it's mind-blowing. That's an understatement. Yeah, I, the, the first time I attended this church, it's called Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Pastor Mark Driscoll, the first time I heard him speak, and I'm going to have to paraphrase because it's been a while, but he said that the physical and the spiritual are intermingling, my word, not his. But he said, you know, you have the spiritual world over here, but as it is in the physical world, it is in the spiritual world, and soon we're going to be able to see all of it. Is this kind of what you're talking about? Absolutely, because Jesus, I don't know if he quoted, but I mean, I, I would say kudos to that pastor, and, uh, you know, uh, that gives me a lot of respect for him. Because Jesus said there's nothing that's been hidden that isn't going to be made manifest, and the days are going to show it. Excuse me a minute. <clears throat> um, that's, yeah, that's stunning. This pastor, I run a lot of his uh, sermons on my website because he's like three steps ahead of everybody else, and he gets it. He, well, he, he sees what's going on. Yeah, and I, I commend him because, again, in, in that statement, he's very uh, keen and astute, but also... You know, when the book of Revelation talks about woe unto you in the happens of earth, for the devil has come down amongst you knowing, with great wrath, knowing that his time is short. He's been invisible for a long time, but I don't know. Did you see the article on Fauci where Fauci's giving the satanic hand signal? Yes. Yes, I've seen and, that. And, 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 you know, again, giving a Masonic what, hand in his blazer and then the satanic hand signal. I think where this is going to come into really a critical point for all Christians and all who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, on the forced vaccination. Because, look, they're going to force vaccinations on us. And that's why I came up with a statement I've said on your show before, shot in the arm, shot in the head, either way they want you dead. Rape, pillage, and plunder, the United States is going under. Maybe I should change that, has gone under. When people understand that, again, it's not just the crisis. We can argue about, is it a bioweapon? I'm on record of stating that. But the Rahm Emanuel quote of never let a good, uh, what, uh, 
uh, go to waste of a problem or a crisis go to waste. And even Hillary, uh, you know, Hillary, H-E-L-L-A-R-Y, repeating that, I think what people have got to understand is, Dave, divide and conquer. Social isolation, look, you used to teach psychology, but social isolation is what they do when they put somebody in the hold in a prison, is it not? Well, it's, and it's also a form of torture. Yes, it is a form of torture. And so, you know, imagine this, imagine that you had to stay in your house, you had no TV, you had no internet, you had no cell phone, you had no communication, your fridge is bare, there's nothing to eat, and if you go out, you're basically gonna either be arrested or shot. I think that is a, a really clear view of what comes in the next lockdown. You got it. You got it. Let me let me share this with you, Steve. Sure. I covered this in 2009 on my radio show when I was just getting started as a broadcaster. And uh, I, I had uh, two friends that I had gone to school with in Colorado. Good, good, good friends. And they had both risen in the ranks in different agencies to be senior law enforcement agents. And within two weeks apart of each other, they both contacted me and they said, we need to let you know about these drills that are going on in Colorado. And they were mini drills. They weren't big, but they had crisis actors. And what they'd do is they'd have DUI style roadblocks and they'd have the chase cars on the side. And then they would have this mock scanner. They'd run over the arm of the person to determine if they had a vaccine. Now remember, this is 2009, early in 2009. And they said, well, sir, you haven't had a vaccine, neither of your kids, but we can administer this right here. And if you refused, they had three buses, mock buses. The kids would go on one bus, uh, regardless of gender, the women would go on another bus, and the men would go on the third bus. And they were presumably going to take them off to, to FEMA medical camps, is my term for this. And these law enforcement agents were so upset. One exercise was done on the western slope of Colorado, not too far from Grand Junction, between Grand Junction and uh, Utah on I-70. And the other was done near Trinidad on Interstate 25. And they did it at oddball hours. And they it involved DHS and senior level officials. Well, you, you've seen now, Steve, where this guy, uh, this lady, Teresa Tam, who's the chief health agent in Canada, her video surfaced and they played it yesterday where 10 years ago she's talking about biometric scans, uh, vaccine checkpoints, so forth and so on. By the way, when they were doing this in 2009, the boogeyman of that day was H1N1, but easily can be adapted to Corona. Steve, this is what's coming. This is exactly what's coming and they rehearsed this 12 years ago. Well, one of the other things that I think is really critical and, and most critical, Dave, I posted on my website today, again, stevequail.com, a report uh, that was written 11 years ago and what was interesting about it, it was quoting uh, Kenton Alabek, who that was his English name. He was the head of the Russian bioweapons development, you know, at BioPreparat, had 35,000 people under him. And by the way, Dave, I think you know this. I wrote my book, Breathe No Evil, 25 years ago. 25 years ago. It blows my mind. I think it was in the fourth printing before I just, I just took it off the market because Quite candidly, I had so much to do, and you know what's interesting? I find that the most important books I've written kick in as far as people reading them, usually about, I don't know, 10 years after I've written yeah. them, and, and Genetic Armageddon was another one. So why is this important? I think it's really important 
and I don't know if you've seen this, uh, and, and I'm going to send it to you right now, but it was the whole breakdown of the Chinese bioweapons development. Now, we're talking 11 years ago. Now, when I saw Tam, obviously, I know where her last name comes from, wanting the bracelets 11 years ago. What's right, interesting right. to me, and this will be mm -hmm. interesting to you, uh, I, it's on the top of my page. It says, look at this info. From 21 years ago, Defector tells of the Soviet and Chinese germ weapons. And I put as my comment, time to cut through all the MSM BS and strategic deception of true death and the true death count in China. So this is a, and by the way, it's a, it's a New York Times article. And when you've got the most famous, famous Russian bioweapons developer slash uh, 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 knowledgeable guy on all the classified information that he was allowed to see talking about China, well, guess what? Everybody should take a look at this. I'm going to send it to you right now. I know okay. we're on the air, but I'll no, send it to that, you. That'll be great. I, I want to share this with you, too. Um, you know, I, I've had a senior retired RSOF source for many, many years. We were uh, mutual combatants against John McCain's attempt to take our properties. And um, he, um, he has stayed in contact with me and directs me where to go with open and source intelligence on a lot of issues. And he calls me the other day and said, Dave, would you like to talk to someone in the Pentagon about what's going on with COVID? And I go, yeah, of course. So I get on the line. Let me tell you what the conversation boiled down to. This is the long story short, that Trump has indeed been the victim of an administrative coup, not a coup with guns and knives or anything, but his power has been stripped away because of US Code 42 when he declared national emergency. And, uh, and now we've got the communists overrunning the, the country with their nonsense policies. But this is what the military sitting back looking at. I was told the Pentagon's about 70-30 that don't like what's going on. And the rank and file, you know, sergeants to privates, would come to defend the president and the Constitution in a moment's notice. The 30% that are anti-Trump and anti-Constitution were the Obama appointees during his two terms where he replaced almost uh, 400 command officers in the military to get liberals in there. But effectively, the Pentagon and the military are in favor of Trump, more, more than 50% figure. But I was told that's not the deciding factor. The deciding factor on if the Pentagon is going to act to bring back the power to Trump and try to save the Republic is what's going to happen with the military-industrial complex. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, look, you don't get in the CDC unless you're owned by Bill Gates, right? You don't move up and, and, and you have to have conflicts of interest, Eli Lilly and so forth. And I said, yes. He says the same thing. The Joint Chiefs, same deal. You don't get to that level unless the military industrial complex owns you in some way. So they will make the decision and they'll make the decision based on money. And you talk about a war coming. Here, here's, here's the punchline, Steve. I was told that Trump has been very, very good to the military-industrial complex, except for one thing. He negated potential wars in Syria, Venezuela, North Korea, and so forth, and they want a war. And uh, they're going to go with the group that think it's going to give them a war. Could be Hillary. Hillary has been making war noises since uh, her candidacy in 2016. But they told I was told that we will have to have a war with China uh, and if Trump does this, if he moves towards war with China, then the uh, Joint Chiefs will capitulate to Trump and, and break this administrative hold over his administration himself. In other words, this administrative coup by Fauci and Bill Gates. 
and that the military industrial complex will be pushing the whole agenda. I don't know how that sounds to you, but when you say that we're going to have a war soon, I think I told you just about how it's going to start and what the elements are. I believe it's even started. I believe, Dave, based on the statement of, the, and you've done it before, you've done stories on the Chinese white papers and then the, the latest one by Jeff Nyquist on Yao Tan talking about the Chinese said, and I want everybody to hear this, they queried their military, would they kill? men, women, and children in America, and 80% of their military said without qualms. Yes. They yeah. do not intend to take prisoners, everyone. And so when you and I, over the years, were talking about real Chinese in Mexico, real Chinese in Canada, we weren't, we weren't just flapping our lips, you know? Even to people taking light planes and helicopters across the border and flying over certain areas and saying, yeah, they're there. But see, here's the thing. People have been mind-controlled, in my opinion. They are continually be fed total lies by the MSM. By the way, I call those mainstream murderers, okay? And let's just talk about the COVID-19 blood draws, okay? By the way, I believe, uh, you know, that COVID is just another, you know, acronym for uh, intelligence destruction, covert intelligence destruction. That's what I believe COVID stands for. I don't know if you've seen this article. Can I read it? It's just like one sentence, okay? It says this. Let the government press coronavirus tied blood collections of citizens begin. And they have in Georgia, where the state's Department of Public Health recently announced in cooperation with both Fulton County and DeKalb County's boards of health that to learn more about the spread of COVID-19, an investigation has commenced. And it's an investigation in parentheses that the leading government officials to make random stops at randomly selected residences and ask random citizens, forget this, their blood. Yeah. Let me translate that. Everybody on certain lists is going to be targeted and forget that. That's total horse manure that it's going to be random. It's going to be on purpose. It's going to be targeted a specific group of people, probably either Christians, gun owners, or constitutionalists, you mark my words. And so what's fabulous about that statement is that if people have any doubts that at some point in the future, you will have to, unless you're ready to fight, and I'm gonna tell something, I believe this is a statement. I believe war with China is maximum, and I'll just say this, I don't have a date, but with our aircraft carriers out and our destroyers out and the military kind of in shambles right now, and sure, we've got nuclear weapons, we've got subs, we got all that stuff, but the problem is Taiwan believes they are in the crosshairs immediately. Japan is in the crosshairs. There's all, I'm told there's all types of secret meetings going on, even to the point of Japan signing a secret treaty with Russia, asking Russia to come to their aid uh, against China. And China's got a deal with Russia. So, but Putin's pissed, okay? I'm sorry for the word, but he is. Because he now, he did everything he could do to close his borders early on. But now they have just hundreds of thousands of infected people, okay? So, and one thing Putin is, he's a nationalist. People can say what they want, but he at least cares about the safety of his people. And so does, you know, I would say this. You know that Donald Trump has been surrounded by alligators. 
he can't claim to drain the swamp when he's on, I see him on a World War II life raft with kamikazes shooting at him on the life raft. So I think the bottom line is, is that people better understand this. We're going to war. There will be a draft initiated. It will involve both men and women, and it will be, there will be a compulsory work program uh, as exactly as Trump has already initiated, initiated uh, you know, that, what's that law where everything goes to the military under a, an emergency? Um, oh, I can't Oh, the, defense preparedness, yeah. yeah. And then there's also Executive Order 13603 that covers everything you just said. Yeah. So so we can tell people about that. But even now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just got uh, an email from a listener of mine, longtime listener. His brother is in, it's either his brother or his first cousin is in, uh, I got one from a brother and one from first cousin, Venezuela. And he said Chinese troops are pouring in, Chinese weapons are pouring in. And they're absolutely getting for what we've talked about, you've written about the Red Dawn scenario. But it's not mm -hmm. just coming up from the South, they're in big time Canada. And that woman, I guarantee you when she first published that, I'd investigate her, Tam, talking about having those bracelets 11 years ago. I don't know, Dave, how it can get any plainer for people. And, and I, I tell people, if, it, if they deny it, they'll either, there's only two choices if they deny, okay? They'll either have to capitulate or fight. There is no other way. And if they won't fight with their words, you know, that old statement, ballot box versus the cartridge box, you know, all that. Well, I don't know what more people can actually expect than now we have in Georgia, door-to-door, -door, random stops, asking random citizens for their blood. The bunch of bloody, and I say that, vampires, okay? What do they show up in black capes going, goody, I'm here to take your blood, you know? I mean, this is so an affront to everything we know and believe. I know, I know. It, it, it definitely is, but the the war with china too let me give you the last part of what uh, was revealed to me by the by these two sources um there's another factor that's going to move the needle on whether trump's administration is going to be rescued and i'm talking about the loyal part of the administration because they are compromised right now um the the litmus test is going to be this millions of americans in the street protesting the lockdowns the Pentagon, even if the military industrial complex pushes towards freeing up Trump because they think he's going to deliver a war, the Pentagon will drag their, we, uh, their, their heels if they do not feel the people are going to support them. They don't want to be involved in a counter coup without public support. Correct. And I believe that the amount of rage in this country for people who are, are tired of the chicken coop, okay? You know what? Here's the deal, Dave. They, they will not admit it's a bioterror act, but look, you know, obviously, I was talking about that months ago when it first started, so was Mike Adams, and the deal is we got a lot of flack, and the thing that now is Trump is saying, well, we're going to investigate this. The Chinese changed their story six times. I know. The I satellites know. picked up voluminous amounts of dead bodies. Even insiders are saying, man... They torched, they cremated at least 50,000 people in a fortnight. Well, that's 10 times what they admit, or at least nine times what they admit to die. When does a Chinese communist ever tell the truth, especially when Xi and, and Donald, Trump, or Donald Trump pretends that Xi is his best buddy 
And now Trump is saying, uh, we're going to investigate this. We're going to sue him for money. I'll give you Z's answer really quick. Launch on my command. And I believe that the Chinese are going to attack the United States. I believe that the amount of death is going to be staggering. I believe that people need to understand they're serious about killing every man, woman, and child. Yeah, Wee Fang's documents said that last year that I wrote that five-part series on. Yep. You know, so, I want to give you just a little different way maybe to look at this. Okay. And, and then I'll give you what, what I think is kind of ancillary confirming proof. Uh, Paul Preston and I both have the same information from different sources. My sources come from military. His come from political. And he's locked into the Trump administration. He truly is because they want that 51st state because it will bring Republicans into the fold. Now, Paul and I both discussed this. Um, there's obviously a deep state in the entire G20. Every every country has their version of the deep state that's George Soros, Rothschild, banking cartel funded. But in China, it's especially bad. Uh, Xi is friends with Trump right now. A lot of people don't know this. Putin has problems with his oil oligarchs. That's the mainstay of his deep state. Wei Fang, the defense minister, is the Hillary Clinton deep state part of China. And the thinking, well, let, let me give you what, what I base this on, too. I think it's really true. Not only have I been told this, and Paul Preston's been told this, but Emmanuel Macron came out uh, last year in the midst of the French Yellow Vest riots. And I thought he was talking about them, and he wasn't. He said, we need a European army, an international army. And then later he came back and said, we need an army to combat the nationalist forces of China, Russia, and the United States. And I go, holy crap, we're allies with this guy in NATO and he's talking this way, and then it hit me. This was why they had the Russian collusion delusion. Trump wanted to partner with Putin against the New World Order. Putin hates him. I mean, he's closed down a lot of his uh, banking interests with the Rothschilds and has gone internal. He's even cut a lot of stuff off from Wall Street to do that. And the Russian collusion delusion comes into the forefront to keep Putin and Trump apart in the early days of the Trump administration. And I've been told, uh, and Paul Preston has the same information, that Xi Jinping was the victim of an attempted assassination that was Trump's intelligence forces that saved him, and that Xi is aligning with Trump. And China could very well have a civil war, but they're trying to push Xi out as a precursor to starting war with Wee Fang in charge. I, I don't know how that sits with you, but Paul Preston and I both have very similar stories. Well, again, I would, and look, here's the deal. And discernment and, and certain events will tell you this, that China's already having mock attacks on Taiwan. Yeah, the yeah. Japanese are absolutely livid. The idea that Kim Jong-un died, yet he's in hiding. Uh, you know, the hiding out could be from coronavirus. That's the, 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 I would call this, that's the fluff story. Or he knows what's getting ready to happen, and he d does know one thing. He's not beyond drones taking him out. By China, because he's too friendly with Trump. Would you agree with that? Uh, yep, I, I've heard that too. Yeah, that's so what I've heard too. We've heard, we have heard also that there are Chinese and Russian troops on the shared border with North Korea, and the Chinese are, are concerned with if Kim Jong-un did die. But my statement to that is, if he did die, certainly someone would tell the Chinese because of the North Korean benefactors, and they wouldn't have sent the, uh, if you will, the dream team of doctors, etc. 
uh, but I don't think people understand, and I'm on record as saying this, Dave, I believe all of this is designed to bring on the Antichrist, okay? Let me define the Antichrist biblically. Antichrist is he who will take the place of Jesus Christ, will come into the temple that's being built in Jerusalem, and declare himself to be God. Yeah. He'll, he'll have lying signs and wonders, and people will just go after him. The vilification of Christians is underway. And I'll tell you where it all originates. It originates with fallen angels. When they get a person to sell their soul to them, then that basically person, you know, is, is their puppet, puppet for life, unless Jesus in a miracle breaks them out of that world. But what I don't think people understand is, is that these people that are pushing the abortions, even abort at home, etc., the cannibals within Hollywood, literal cannibals, the cannibalism that's breaking out worldwide, and if we think it's bad now, I just don't believe people understand that there is a supernatural threat, an evil threat. And I'd like to recommend something to everybody. I, I, I wrote a book years ago called Genesis 6 Giants. I sent you the preface to the second edition. Right. And Dave, that thing has gone worldwide. I think it's in its, I don't know, 14th or 15th printing. But the point that's critical about it is is it, it was it's massive it's voluminous and and you can only get it on my site i don't sell on uh, amazon i know there are people that you know get my stuff and sell it on amazon but the point is i think it's critical and i wrote another book called angel wars and angel wars is very very important and i want to share something with you you were at branson you remember me showing you the ancient glyphs or the word pictures you yes. know uh -huh. and and Right now, after that time, since I first broached that subject, uh, the people that are running it through computers, really smart linguists, are coming up with 25,000 uh, interpretations of those different symbols. Those symbols go back to a pre-Adamic time, which the Sumerian Table of Kings says is 241,200 years of kingship reign, and they specifically said, the kingship that descended from heaven. Okay. These people were seen as gods. They superseded the average size of a human by two and a half to three times. So that's like, say, 12, 14 feet, 18 feet. And so this is some of the stuff that I'll be covering at Branson. And I'm sorry, it's all live stream. There is no live presentation at Branson. I think I, I've made that, uh, if I made that statement, that was a slip because we can't have it. The mansion uh, was told by the state of Missouri, you can't have it. We were told that, but I was convinced in my heart that the Lord said to me, you will have it. The speakers will be heard. And so I think that's where we're at right now, you know? It's um, an amazing time that we live in. I just, I'm just floor, just struck by this. I want to share you what's going on in my backyard. And, and Steve, you're going to get a copy of this tomorrow. Uh, and one thing, it just it's kind of like God's open doors for me to see things. I um, I live in a Republican-controlled state, but it's turning more Democrat by the moment because Californians are moving here and infesting us with their ideas. And but we have a Republican governor, but he's deeply flawed. Uh, the Phoenix New Times publication has documented that he comes from a different name than the one he uses, and the the name that he comes from is a crime family in Ohio. His first job here in Arizona was working with McCain's in-laws organized crime called the Hensley family going back to old bootlegging days 
and he's the guy who inherits and inhabits the uh, the governorship now. He just extended our lockdown with no modifications for two more weeks. Well, I've been raging against this. Say, why is he acting like a Democrat? I mean, what's the conflict of interest here? And people have been suggesting, well, he wants to make the Democrats in the city of Phoenix, which is Democratic, happy by shutting down longer because he has political ambitions. And I thought, eh, okay, maybe. But then last night, I struck gold. Midge Mathis is someone who's local here, and she attends a lot of the same events I do. And Midge sent me documentation last night that's flawless. Our governor sits on the board of TGen, and uh, they're basically sanctioned to develop the virus, excuse me, the vaccination for the coronavirus. So our governor's trying to extend these deadlines until this vaccine's ready and they make it mandatory. He has financial motive to do it. And I'm exposing this tomorrow in print in what's coming out as well as some videos that I've already made leading up to this. This is how corrupt we are right now, Steve. We are hopelessly corrupt across this nation. And I've been calling for someone to take a website out called tossthemall.com. Well, someone has done that now. We need to go after the majority of incumbents and maybe it won't make any difference but at least we go down fighting. Amen. And Dave, you know, it's interesting because you used the word corruption. I was told today by one of my friends, I actually talked to one of my friends in Scottsdale, that aren't you all planning a march on the Capitol next week? There is a, a march on the Capitol over the lockdown? In Phoenix, um, I've been in contact. There's actually a couple of representatives who are quietly behind the scenes involved in this. We had a, a protest on the 20th of April, and I went down with my son and I covered it. Um, it was very, very peaceful, very friendly. Everyone was nice, pro-Constitution, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when this stuff begins to surface about this governor, I'm preparing a letter tonight to go out to all the state legislature of Arizona documenting, not my words, but the documents I got that show this governor's conflict of interest, say this is going viral, it's going to affect your re-election chances unless you come out against him. Uh, there's no reason. Mike, Mike Adams has the right idea. He has a five-point plan for reopening the, the any geographic or political entity. And he's right on the money, you know, face masks and social distancing, opening a restaurant at 25% capacity and so forth. Mike is right on the money with what he's saying. And he's right about how serious the virus is, but it's for mostly people who are already compromised and would die of other things anyway. So there's no reason we can't be opening up unless you're a governor who has a financial interest in the vaccine. And this is why Fauci and Burks are are putting in these fake numbers. I mean, heck, they're counting flu-like symptoms. I've covered this in articles you've run on your site. Flu-like symptoms are now being added to COVID virus as an excuse to keep people locked down. It's criminal. Absolutely. It is criminal, but it's, can I say this? It is fallen angel, demonically deceived people that have sold their soul Look, this isn't fiddling with the devil like uh, Charlie Daniels' song, okay, and winning. The devil's playing Americans like fiddle strings. And you know what I tell people? You fiddle around, you're going to find out. You get in a world of unintended consequences. And you used the word corruption. Our True Legends Conference, and I want to get this out, Dave, because there's only two weeks left to register. Yeah, I was going to say that. We've just got a minute left in the broadcast, so good, it's, good timing. Uh, May 15th through 17th, they can go to Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X.com. You'll see a one-minute video of all the speakers and the subject matter. It's live streaming only, and the title of it is 
ancient cataclysms and coming catastrophes, the pre-Adamic era, and the return of the days of Noah. Do you know why God destroyed the, the days of Noah? He said the whole earth was, get this, corrupt. Corrupt, yeah. That word, corrupt, is probably the single most inclusive, all-encompassing term for the traitors in our government, for uh, the horrors in our government, for the uh, espionage agents in our government. And listen, the Bible says this, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I know, we you're right. This, this conference is uh, absolutely critical. Steve, we're going to take this interview and we're going to package it. And I'll send it to you tomorrow, and we'll put more information that people can go to and, and do a link to where they can register for the conference in May. Okay. Um, I really appreciate the work you do. Thank you so much for coming on the Common Sense Show. Um, we ran a little over time, but that's okay. My network's generous. So uh, this has been absolutely fantastic. We're going to have to do another follow-up on the fallen angels because I still have a lot of answer questions. But, Steve, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck with the conference. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.